0: Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Paradigm One Thirty Two Podcast. I'm your humble and gracious host, Rashad Horn. And on on today's episode, um, I want to talk about a subject that I paid attention to. Um, I've talked about it to friends and things of that particular nature, but it recently came back up again because I, I, I saw something. Uh, recently on Instagram, I had seen that, um, I guess they had sent Tory Lanes a, a, you know, sent them a message or something stating that um, either his account would be suspended or activity on his account, you know, he couldn't be on his account due to, I guess, some of the things that were going on on uh, his live and things that he, would po- that he was posting. And also the same thing I saw had happened to a uh, little boosty, A lot of the things that were going on on his live, I'm sure people were reporting him. And so, as it pertains to the Tory Lanes, when I had seen Royce the Five Nine, who has a good album by the way, you should go check it out. Um, he stated, "Hey, we need our own platform. You know, forget this, forget Instagram. We need our own platform." So it brought up the whole thought process again. And so, obviously, when I hear individuals say, "We," um ultimately inclined to believe that they're talking, you know, they're talking about us as, as black people, we need to have our own platforms, our own media outlets and things of that particular nature. And so the thing about that that gets me, um, is that I agree, right? But it's one of those things where I look at it from two different sides, right? I agree that we need to have it. But in the words of, um, a brother that I listen to, Brother Ben X, is that we have these platforms already, but we understand that the masses of people are going to be on these particular entities at the end of the day. So we're still gonna use these particular entities because we can reach a larger amount of people. So, you know, take that for what that is, which I agree wholeheartedly that's, that's what it is. But let's 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 kind of sit back and let's let's kind of talk about this, you know, a little in depth. Um, I remember, well, when I say I remember, isn't I'm not speaking in terms like I was there, but um, you know, I obviously remember that we had the Negro League baseball, right? And so when Jackie Robinson was able to go to the Dodgers, that was a big thing, and then essentially. Um, put put the death nail in the Negro Leagues, and obviously we went from um, being segregated to integrated. But now it seems that the the climate, which the climate has always been like this, it's just been it's been a veil over it, right? there has been a veil over everyone's head, and essentially Donald Trump has essentially taken the veil off, and individuals see they're like, no, nah, this. ain't nothing changed. Like, you kind of... Like, it's almost like we've been sitting on our hands. Like, we haven't continued the fights of the past leaders in the past from the Malcolms, the Marcuses, the Kings, the Stokelys, you know, Huey P. Newton, all of those individuals who were fighting for something. And it's like, okay, after the 60s, it's like, okay, well, we can sit on our hands again, right? There's there's no need to continue to, to go. But... What you have now is you have Facebook, you have Instagram, you have Twitter, you have these entities that don't belong to um, African-Americans. And what ends up happening is when you don't own something, and when you're in someone's house similar to if you have a landlord and you're the renter, they have a set of rules and standards that you must abide by. And so when you're not abiding by those rules and standards, then there are things that happen. Um, My wife, I know she's had a Facebook account. Suspended for posts that she made and they weren't like extreme posts but all it takes is you know, something to report you and then it goes to the compliance department of these um, entities and if they deem it um, tasteless or something like that then they have the ability to say hey look your account is suspended for uh, X amount of days or on Instagram hey you won't have the ability to go live or all these different things like this. So and so what made me stop and think is that go back to an interview that I um I remember Cameron talking about. I was on a breakfast club. And so uh DJ Envy he stayed, he said that you know people were telling him that hey if you want to, you know, know about business, you need to talk to Cameron, and, you know, he has multiple things he has restaurants he has all these particular different things like this and so the way Cameron broke it down he basically said that um he doesn't put his name in front of anything right because what ends up happening is is that um you know people of our same skin color and things of that particular nature what they'll do is, is they'll purposely try to make sure that it fails and one of the things that we've been taught especially in the black community is that, you know, we need to make our name mean something, right? Because this is a name society, right? So if you anything that you anything that you look at whether it's cars, whether it's businesses or something like that, a lot of times these are the names of other people. Now these people, a lot of these entities are over hundreds of years old, so a lot of these individuals they are no longer here, and the original last name has been wedded out of them. When I say wedded, that means they married someone else. And so the, their birth name is no longer there from a standpoint, from a lineage, like you can look at. Like like someone's last name was Cadillac at one point in time, right? But that's not necessarily a family anymore, but they know the lineage, right? And you still see Cadillac today. So, having our own, right? And so, one of the things that, um, like I said, Elijah Muhammad, they talked about was doing things for self and, and having your own entities. So, when we talk about having our own entities, whether it's social media, whether it's sports, whether it's um, any, you know, any of these particular things, one of the things that you have to stop and you have to think about it, is that in order for it to to occur, it takes a lot of money. There's a reason that Facebook is free. There's a reason that YouTube is free. There's a reason that you know, all these social media accounts, there's a reason that they're all free. Right? And so when you it's easy to say, hey, we need to get our own, right? It's easy to say that. But there's a financial commitment that has to be put into place for you to for you to do it. And so while someone will say it, you know, in the heat of the moment, say, dang, man, it's messed up, man, we, need to, we need to start our own. And then it'll get a little traction, so to speak. You know, you get a few people talking about it. And then after that, next thing you know, boom. That's the end of that. You know, whatever little um, situation that they were having, you know, little um, miscommunication that they were having, you know, it, it – no longer becomes a conversation anymore, so the question then becomes from a financial standpoint could you could we have our own and I feel that the answer is yes, we could. but one of the things that still bogs my mind to this day is that if a person had a subscription based service um whether it was a social media. Would you be comfortable paying 9 or $10 a month to have a social media account? Would you pay that? All right? Would you pay that? And the answer probably would be no in a lot of instances. Because why would I do that when I can go and be on Facebook or any of those other things, I can be on those things for free. So why would I why would I do that? So, you know, that's one of the first hurdles that you have to get over. You have to realize that hey, if we're gonna make this move or whatever like this, then we have to understand that there's gonna be a sacrifice. And then I you have the same mindset that's like, you know, we don't need to be helping try to further, you know, separate What's going on? we need to be working in continuity, and I agree we need to work in continuity, but at the same time, it comes a time it's almost like a child, and you know you have a relationship with your parents or whatever like that, but it comes a time where it's like okay i gotta i gotta grow you know i gotta I gotta grow up and I gotta go out and I gotta start my own family I gotta do my own thing, so that doesn't necessarily mean that you are you know causing a riff or anything like that. It's just to like, look, you know, we need to be able to present additional opportunities to the youth. And if that is by means of developing um, or redoing things that are already out here but putting our image on it, then that's what you have to do, you know? But... Again, like I said, the problem becomes uh, financial to me. Um, the same was said about, you know, starting sports leagues, right? And people said, you know, we need our own sports league. And so to a lesser extent, we see Ice Cube did that with the big three. Um, you know, which essentially takes streetball concepts because, you know, in regular basketball, you play five on five. But obviously in the big three, is three-on-three, three. and it's, you know, he has the ability to have, um, you know, former NBA players that, for the most part, we know, and they go out there and play, and essentially, that's his sports league, right? So we see, but obviously, of course, for this to occur, you got to have the financial backing to, to get it done. So, but obviously we look at it and say, okay, Q is the face of this and obviously he has business partners and things of that particular nature. So it's it's not beyond the rim excuse me, beyond the rim of possibility to say that this could be done for all sports. It can be done for social media. It can be done for um, research and things like that. Cause one of the things that I stopped and I was thinking about the other day, um, not to um dwell on the coronavirus or anything like that, but just anything anytime there's something medical related, um, what you'll hear is that you'll hear, okay, the C D C said or um John Hopkins or Harvard or something like this. And I, and I was I was you know, thinking out a lot, I said, Dang, why don't we have a um an African American type of entity that is essentially the standard? And when I and like I said, I know we have them out there, but I'm saying in the standard where if they say, Hey, um Jackson State researchers said this or Alcorn or, or you know, you know, someone from HBC or a think tank that's African American based, okay, the studies that they came back with stated this, and it was essentially the standard. How big that would be, right? How big that would be. But obviously, for whatever point of reason, you know, we have a problem when um, African Americans go out and do their own research and stuff like that. When they come out and say stuff, we have a hard time um, accepting them or believing it. And we'll say, okay, well, let me Google that, right? And nine times out of ten, the reference that you find that supports or disproves what African-Americans saying is obviously coming from a white outlet, right? So, um, So it's like, well, it's not backed up by them when why can't we just take it on face value like we do these other reputable things? From a grand scheme, because I know it's individuals that don't take these entities on face value, but we're speaking from a grand scheme, and even when we think about um what I'm recording this podcast on, I'm recording this podcast on this on a um on an app called the anchor app, right, and so I don't own the anchor app, you know this isn't mine, but I'm using this entity to generate something. And one of the things that, um, I hear Joe Bunn talk about because I, um, like, I love that podcast. Um, I love it because they, you know, just the continuity that the guys have on there, but not just from the jokes and stuff, but every so often, you know, Joe will get into his business mind. And so, um, one of the things that he brought up was that a guy, you know, was talking about doing a rap beef. I mean, you know, doing a, a rap battle with him or something like that. And so Joe said, you know, if you want to set something up like that, let's do it where it's on a platform where we are getting the bigger portion of the proceed versus doing it somewhere else where they're going to get the bigger portion of the proceeds and we are essentially going to get money for just showing up. We're not going to get the vast majority of the money. And so it brings up the the thing going back to what I say having our own having our own platforms. Now obviously BT was supposed to be our, you know, was our platform for a long period of time until um it was sold you know, to another entity. That was supposed to have been our, our our vehicle, our our vessel to get our message across to get you know, to be the platform to do that. Um but obviously, you know, you can't house every single thing in one um channel. You know, you need more. So you have Diddy with revolt that has um multiple shows and things, you know, like that, working at the same time. So, and Tyler Perry got up and made a big speech about him having his, you know, grand studio, so now he has a place where um, young African Americans can go, filmmakers and people like that, and present them with opportunities to get into the business while, while not having to go all the way out to Hollywood and, and all of these particular different things like this. You can go to Atlanta now. Right, So it can be done, but for whatever reason, um, more people are not determined and disciplined to actually go out and do it. And again, that may be from the aspect that's like, hey, things are fine the way they are. There's no need to cause any confusion. There's no need to cause a rift or anything like that. You know, everything is fine the way it is, right? There's no need to you know, blow it all out of proportion. But obviously, like I said, when we have situations where it's like the landlord comes in and says, hey, you can't do this, you can't say that, that's not true. Because that's one of the things that um, I don't know if anyone noticed um, is that, which I remember Amazon or Google, I think it was Google, they were putting a team together of fact testers, fact checkers. And so, you notice on certain posts, somebody may post something, and what'll end up happening is it'll say false or something like that, or you know, and then you click on it, and then one you know, based on what the fact checker says, states that hey, this is this is not true. This is the actual answer. So what ends up happening is obviously when you think about the fact checker, we obviously know that our community is not a large representation of these fact-checkers. So what what ends up happening or what's going to end up happening later on, obviously, if we're not making a concerted effort to um, build our own platforms, fact-checker is going to completely, you know, change the way things are perceived Um, because it's already happening in school books and things of that particular nature because I remember I saw a picture of what's supposed to have been Mansa Musa, which was um, supposed to be the richest human that ever lived, um, and he looks a lot more fairer skinned, right? When he was when obviously, based on the region that he lived in in Africa, he was a dark skinned person. So obviously, of course, if you don't have the platforms from a grander stage to dispel that then what's going to end up happening is you're going to slowly it's going to slowly creep into the psyche that okay well this is what it is because we already have the mindset that we feel that we as african-americans don't have any value um in a grand scheme of things and that all we essentially do is or at least the box that they put us in is all we do is play sports and you know, whatever the stereotypes that they have us pegged to do. But especially, we we are now, we're in a different age. We're in the information age now. And so everything has become digital. Um, you have the advent of um, artificial intelligence, all these things that are, that, are, that are coming. And so it's easier and more imperative now that we try to actually establish um, our own, to try to get our own platforms um, to essentially tell our stories from the past, present, and set the precedent for the future where things become, you know, normalized, right? But like I said, going back to the Cameron interview, how much support, you know, what you have. Because one of the things that I notice is that um, I follow a lot of um, black entrepreneurs and stuff, right? You know, they motivate me. It it, it puts me in the mindset of me um, doing and trying different things, right? But doing and trying different things that I'm interested in. Because one of the things that I noticed is that... Um, a person to try something because they see someone else doing it and seeing that someone else is making it. And one of the things that I always hear people say is that you can't do things for money because if you're going it doing it for the money and when the money doesn't come, then you're not going to do it. You have to do something that you're passionate about. So I'm doing things that I'm passionate about and the passion has me in the mindset that, hey, I understand that I may not make everything up front But I enjoy doing it so that since I enjoy doing it, then I can I can wait. Right. I can hold out, so to speak, before it comes in, because I enjoy doing it. So, you know, it's possible, like I said, for us to have our own platforms and do things like that. But it has to be an effort pushed forward because a lot of times when I see these young black entrepreneurs, they're, you know, they're selling their product and things like that, and you'll have, you know, you can go through the comments, and you'll have that one person or that that cluster of people saying that, why are you charging your people for this? You know, such and such one that did this. You sh- you're supposed to give it away. And so obviously they have to, you know, cipher through that and overlook, you know, overlook those people because you're going to have those people. But the thing about those people, those people are small in terms of comments, but the general overall thought process is probably greater than that, which means that it's probably a lot of individuals that feel that way, that why are you charging, right? You know, what are you doing? We're not paying for this. And so that's the biggest hurdle that has to be crossed in order for us to even fathom having our own platforms. We have to make a financial contribution to making this a reality. And obviously, of course, not everyone has the finances to to make it possible, which is why going back to businesses and things like that because the reason Facebook and things like that are free is because people pay for ad space, and so they get so much money from advertisement and things like that that they are able to offer these services for free. Now, YouTube is free, but now they got YouTube TV and, you know, YouTube premium and things like that, so they're trying to put a price next to it. And obviously some people are going to pay for it, and some people like myself are just going to keep watching it for free because, like, hey, you got ads. And YouTube is another thing. You know, people have YouTube channels and things like that, and YouTube gets a cut of any money that they monetize. Same thing goes for um, Amazon and all these particular things like this. So... Like I said, you gotta understand. We gotta understand how these things, you know, really work and how they really happen. So when you make a sacrifice today to say, "Hey, look, you know, if someone got a something similar to YouTube. All right, it's nine dollars a month. Okay, we'll pay the nine dollars or whatever the situation is, and hopefully we can get get some black businesses to come in and want to pay some ad dollars. And so obviously, maybe it won't always be nine dollars, maybe we can get it down to two dollars, maybe we can get it down to be free or whatever, you know, situations like that. So, um But what do you guys think, you know? What do you what do you what do you think about um African Americans making a more concerted effort to um build and develop our own platform so that we don't run into the issues of the landlord saying, hey, you're breaking the rules, you can't post that, can't say that, can't share that, you know, can't have that, right? And obviously I understand, you know, you have some situations where people um, display levels of extremism, where they just go completely overboard with with certain things. And obviously sometimes I, I look and say, okay, well, yeah, that, that, that should have been um, flagged or, you know, that should have been, you know, canceled out or whatever the situation is. But at the same token, if you have it to where African-Americans or whatever are in charge of it, then maybe you may have instances in which these things are not removed, right? And you have our own fact checkers and we have our own um, accredited groups of researchers and scientists that say, hey, you know, this is what's going on. Um, And this is what it is. And you don't have to go back and say, well, let me Google it. Like, no, you don't have to Google it. Like, you know what? Hey, they said it. I could take it on face value. You know, that's what it is. But, you know, that's another episode of the Paradigm 132 podcast. I hope that you um, listen, tell a friend to tell a friend. And I'll be back to you again this week. Peace.